Hey, seasoned athletes, I'm Robin Leggett, and welcome to a bonus episode of the Seasoned Athlete Podcast. Seasoned Athlete is your home for inspiring stories and motivational advice from competitive athletes representing a wide variety of sports who all share one common bond. They are all over 40 years old. We are here to prove one story at a time that age does not have to prevent you from achieving your bold athletic and fitness goals. If you like what you hear, I would love it if you'd subscribe, share with your friends, and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you really love us, you can support our ability to continue to bring inspirational stories to you by way of either a one-time donation or by becoming a monthly sponsor. Just go to seasonedathlete.me and click on one of the support seasoned athlete buttons to help support this DIY independent podcast. This episode is the first of my new series called three things I'm doing to overcome obstacles right now. Listen, life is coming at us pretty quickly these days. And with that comes new obstacles that pop up in our path with little to no notice whatsoever. This new world we're all navigating can be hard to manage at best. And sometimes it can be downright overwhelming. This is why I decided to launch a new Facebook Live series that I'm doing on my Facebook page every Friday, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. And in this series, I talk to women athletes over 40 to get their unique perspective on how they are overcoming the new obstacles they've been facing recently. It's my hope that their stories, tips, and advice can help give you some new, fresh perspective on how to overcome the obstacles that are unique to you and your life. In this first episode, I interviewed competitive cyclist and fitness coach Marissa Axel, and she shared some great tips and advice. So give it a listen and soak in what she shared. Welcome to three things I'm doing to overcome obstacles right now. This is a brand new Facebook live series that I am starting today. And we're gonna do this every Friday around this time. The goal is 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. We had some technological things to work through today, but we are making it happen. My goal here is to give you tools to overcome the obstacles that are popping up in your life right now because we are dealing with a lot of new and different obstacles in our lives as we navigate through crazy and uncertain times. So I'm bringing on women that I know, ageless athletes as it were, women over 40 who I know from my ageless athlete scene, but people I believe can really share some great knowledge and tips and perspective that I think can be helpful to you. So just a short little Q&A interview with some really awesome peeps that you need to know. So today, first episode ever, and I am so happy to welcome the owner of Action Fitness and Coaching up in the Bay Area, but also online everywhere now, just as we all are doing. Marissa <laughs> Axel, welcome. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me on, Robin. Super I'm, cool to be here. I'm so excited. I've talked to you for the Season Athlete Podcast. I've gotten to know you through the Todd Durkin Mastermind, and I knew you would be an awesome first guest well, on thanks. the show. So thank you for being here. So it's a really simple premise. I have one question for you and you're going to yeah. answer my one question. And my one question is, what are three things you're doing to overcome obstacles in your life right now? Awesome. Well, I'm so glad you asked. Uh, I, th I, I am sure that you and your audience are overcoming more than three obstacles. So obviously my list ended up longer than three things, but I wanted to share like, so in my business, I am a virtual coach with online cycling clients, as well as 
a uh, personal trainer in real life. So I meet people face to face in a gym, just like you do. And uh, obviously now that we've all been shut down, we've had to really pivot and go full online. And I also felt this need uh, in my community, like on my Facebook community and my friends in real life who were just like, man, my gym shut down. I'm stressed out beyond belief. So I actually, this wasn't an obstacle yet. It was an opportunity. So I actually just kind of hopped in that void and said, hey, what if I did... Uh, you know, some, some online classes, would you attend? And I got an overwhelming heck yes. So I, in the term of a dime, decided to start my own online virtual uh, studio as well. So I have action virtual studio happening, which was an opportunity, not an obstacle. I just invited people I knew, their family, their friends, and voila, now we're working out together up to 14 classes a week, which is amazing. That's I mean, so three cool. weeks ago, Three weeks ago, we didn't exist, and now we've got 14 classes. So, yeah, it's um, a, as you I, can, I just want to interject, right? Because you yeah, please. mentioned that it's an opportunity, not an obstacle, which I think is great. For some, the obstacle may be just thinking of doing something like this, like the creative thinking that would come yeah. into making this opportunity and creating this opportunity for yourself. So, Huge. I just wanted to put that out there because some, you know, obstacles can be opportunities, but you have to switch on your mind to think that way. Can you speak? Yeah, absolutely. Because like you, Robin, like I was going to see people face to face Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and all of a sudden that's taken away from me. And I had already had in the back of my head, like, oh, virtual Zoom, this is a thing. I know I have friends already doing that uh, with their clients. And and so I thought, well, I'm just going to have to do it. There's no trying. You're just going to have to do it. So, um, but because I felt the need, there were so many people who were just like, kind of desperate for that connection and desperate to move in their homes now that they have the ability to do their um, coaching outside of their homes anymore. Um, I didn't really feel like there was an obstacle there. It was like, I just need to get over myself being on video and just do it. And you know what? After the first time of just getting through all the technical glitches, uh, it was an exciting adventure to try um to try out with everybody. Everybody loves getting in on the ground level. It's like they're discovering something new along with you. And um, as long as I was happy to ask for more feedback and how can I do things better, everybody has been so excited about being in on the ground level at the same time. So you're right though. I did have to have the creativity to think of like, how can I make this happen for people? But, um, but I just wanted to point out that wasn't really an obstacle that I was facing. It was a niche I was able to fill right away. And I felt so grateful to be able to do that because in a crisis, you know, when we're all faced with things changing at warp speed, all the control has been taken away. Our normal life had been taken away. And the only way that we can really, for me to be able to keep moving forward is just put one foot in front of the other, having something sense of normality, normalcy or normality to go back to. And for me, waking up with a purpose of going to the gym and getting people fit is my sense of normality. So I was really grateful to have that in place. Honestly, I asked the question on a Thursday on Facebook and by Tuesday we had classes up and running. So I, you know, wrote descriptions and got it going and got an audience and got them the Zoom link and away we went. And I have to say my very favorite part of this was I just asked for donations this whole first month because I, like you, had tons of technical challenges and just like you had some today. And um, so I didn't want people to feel like, man, I'm paying all this money and you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> so I just asked for donations and we ended up raising $200 for the food bank, which was so oh, cool. cool. So cool. Yeah, for Alameda Food Bank. Woohoo. Yeah. So we're hopeful that um I'm hopeful one of my missions for my business was to help raise um 
raise a couple dollars every month for a different charity in my area just to help like whether it's the food bank or the uh, Humane Society. I just want to be part of the community as well. So, uh, but anyhow, you asked me about obstacles and I will tell you, I have a few. Um, So one was why even get out of bed, right? I mean, life is crazy. I am exhausted. (sighs) So um, my why is that I get to teach people and help them sweat in their sanctuary. That's kind of my whole my whole shtick is that. it's your home. I, I know, right? It's like your home and you are kind of stuck there right now. So how can we get a sweat on? And for me, um, I live this, I know you live this too. It's like, you got to get that dopamine hit first thing in the morning. I got to get moving. And I realized I was missing this group exercise piece, but I'm also doing personal training now by Zoom long distance. And by having that I have to be in front of you removed. I can see my friends on the East Coast now. I can work with clients who've moved away. It's like this whole open thing. So um, having this purpose to get out of bed in the morning has really helped me get over that obstacle of why even get out of bed. I, I have exp- a purpose. You know, I experienced that too, because when I, you know, I, I have a similar situation as you were. I had to revamp all my classes online. I was throwing things out at my clients like, hey, what time would you like to train? Do you want to do morning and evening? And I started with like an alternating morning and evening. And on the mornings I wasn't teaching, I didn't get up. Like, yeah. the, I didn't set my alarm and I didn't want to get out of bed. And thankfully, my, my, the people I'm training want to work out in the morning. Like they, overwhelmingly want to work out in the morning. And I was really excited about that because I had a reason to get up in the morning. I set my alarm, I get up and that gets me up and moving. So I love that we all sort of get up together and we all have that reason to get up, but it's so important. Like if you don't give yourself a reason and a purpose to get out of bed, it's a lot easier to stay in bed right now. Yeah. And then it's, it's kind of the suck. Uh, I call it the suck, you know, it just sucks me in and then I'm feeling good while I'm doing it. But then I get up and I realize, Oh, it's 11 o'clock and I haven't done anything. It doesn't feel so, as good as I think it will. It really doesn't. Yeah. I mean, once in a while, that's why sleeping in on a weekend feels so luxurious, but mm-hmm. doing it every day, you're like, Oh, so I stick to, and you've heard this too, Robin already, but a morning and an evening routine. I know our coaches have been talking to us about it, but I really do this. So like I, the night before I set up what I need to do and I usually list three to five tasks or objects that need to get done so that it's out of my head and I can sleep peacefully. Then I, I set my alarm like you do. I get up and out of bed and I really make a focus on doing five to 10 minutes of meditation in the morning. I use Headspace. Other, I encourage people to use any sort of app. I use or Calm. Yeah. Calm. Exactly. Yeah. Um, there's so many out there. There's even this YouTube channels that help with meditation. My latest favorite, everybody, pro tip, Monterey Bay Aquarium. They have meditations while you're watching oh, the kelp sway back and forth. Yeah. So anyhow, yeah, five I, to I, 10 I, minutes. I think mine mine is, I haven't done it yet, but I heard uh, the RZA from Wu-Tang Clan leads guided meditations on YouTube. Oh my God. I haven't done it either, but <laughs> I mean, yeah. you got to so check that out. Get in on that. Yeah. I need to. But it is so, it makes me sane and it makes me grateful. Every day I wake up and just feel like, oh, I just feel so good. Um, it keeps my head in order and keeps my thoughts more organized too. And I just, I just feel like I can attack the day fresh. Um, that's the morning. What else? Uh, obviously coffee, water before coffee. Mm-hmm. And then I get into my workout and I work out a little bit with my clients, even if we're personal training, cause I need that movement as well. Yeah. And it makes me a more productive human. And that's another like obstacle that you don't realize until you stop doing it is if you don't do that morning movement, 
it becomes an obstacle. Yeah. <laughs> so I hold to that. I hold to that morning routine most days of the week. And um, that keeps my, my day moving forward so that, that when I'm done with my workouts and done serving my clients, I can get right into the meat of the work, whether it's writing emails or content or whatever other things I have to do, um, making up more programs, but I can get that done (laughs) and, uh, and kind of into my world. And then, uh, and then I have time for my, you know, if I have to get on the bike or, or the afternoon things, but then it comes to the evening. And this is really new for me, Robin is an evening routine. And it's really, it was important for me because I was so stressed out listening to the world be crazy. Um, and I really didn't feed into watching a lot of news. I don't do that too much, but I was so wound up at night. So I really focused on like two hours before bed, trying to not watch screens. It's still hard because I go to bed early. But an hour before bed, I'm trying like the yoga and uh, stretching routine that I've got down. And then I try to get into bed right before my bedtime so that by bedtime I can actually be asleep. And this is always a practice. It's never perfect, right? But I've really focused on evening routine and that has helped me so much with better sleep because my mind had been racing a lot as I know everybody's is, but it had been really hard to focus on business because I'm up all night. So, um, so that was a good obstacle was the evening routine was a savior. Yeah. And I, I've been experiencing like I've had a hard time falling asleep at night lately. And, and that was, that really hit home for me because I know like I should be doing an evening routine. I should be turning off screens at a certain time. And I was, the funny thing is before this all went down, I had just gone to a conference where like that was so much of that was in there. And I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to do all the things, turn off, turn off my phone, you know, put it on uh, airplane mode at a certain time of night. I'm going to do my morning routines. And then like the world went crazy and and all of that got abandoned at least for a couple of weeks for me. And now we're, you know, now we're starting to see that it's like, this is going to be the new normal for a little while. And it's, you can't live like that. You can't live in chaos all the time. You can't say, well, until this gets back to normal, I'm not going to do these routines. We need these routines. Like we need as much yeah. of it as possible. So yeah. what I'm hoping will happen and what I'm working on for myself is that people will start figuring out what their routines are and start settling into what that means for them. Because for everybody, it's different. And you gave some really awesome advice. And some of the things are things that I'm already doing. And some of the things are things I want to be doing. But uh, to start establishing everyday routines in your life, morning, evening, and even during the day, more and more based on what your life looks like right now, the new normal as it is until, you know, we're able to go back out in the world again, start establishing those routines and you'll sleep better. You'll be more organized mentally and physically. You'll feel better. All of that. So absolutely. Yeah. It's really helped me with my headspace and being confined to a a house is not the worst thing in the world, but it's definitely a bit of struggle, you know, and so people, I don't have my headspace lined up and I don't have that routine laid out. I definitely am like, what day is it? Where am I? Nothing. I'm, everything runs together. So yeah, yeah. I am grateful that my leaders help me really focus on routines and I'm sticking to it and it makes a huge difference. So that's I, the biggest way I've overcome any obstacle in the last three weeks is yeah. routine, which sounds so boring. I'm so square. <laughs> right. But but it's important. It's, it's so important. important. Because mm-hmm. you can't live in chaos all the time, yeah. even when the world is chaos. Like we can't live yeah. in chaos. So yeah. we need that boring. In yeah, our lives right great time. We need and especially boring. if you're an athlete like you are and I am, and you, this has been throwing us a huge wrench and, and you kind of harbor those feelings of, 
should I even go outside and work out? You know, is it, is it ethical? Is it, you know, so um, there's definitely been, so those are some obstacles I still grapple with. And so um, with regards to being an athlete and not just a business owner, but the athlete part of it, I read an amazing article about the self-care and cycling specifically, because a lot, there's a lot been written about people who deal with anxiety and depression through cycling. And so having that taken away from them immediately um, has been really challenging. And now it's not been taken away from everyone. Some people in the world can ride their bicycles outside right now. And that's huge because you get your nature therapy and you get the wind in your face and the bicycle therapy. But some people in Europe are confined to their, their apartment. And so they have to be on a, on a trainer and it's been really hard for people. So, um, there's, there's a great article that I would reflect on about self-care and cycling. And one thing was to let go of your timetable that you have for yourself. I know like you, I'm sure I did too. I had all these big goals for this year and I wanted to um, rise up to meet those challenges because that gives my life meaning and it gives me happiness. Um, And for about a week, I struggled with letting go of that. And as soon as I was able to mentally just let it, just let it flow down the river, it was two things. One, it was like a big weight was off my shoulders because there was no longer like, how do I get this interval in? Where do I go to do this? How does this happen? And it was like lifted. So there was nice. And two, it, it made me sit back and reassess, why do I even do this? Why do I love cycling? And it get, you get back to the foundation and the root of why you love what you love. And, and for me, it was the nature therapy. Again, I'm outdoors. I'm pursuing something that gives me happiness. And a, just the physical act of riding a bicycle with the wind on your face and the sense of freedom that it brings. And that's why I do this. And then the other things are great. Like I love feeling strong. I love riding fast and dangerously sometimes. And, um, you know, just all those things are extra, but what it came down to for me was it's mentally healthy for me to get outside in nature and feel the freedom. Um, and so sure I felt angry and disappointed that my season was ended, but I wasn't an Olympic athlete. My Olympics were canceled. Right. Right. And there were so many people who had so many more bigger and harder things that they had sacrificed for. So, um, that was a huge obstacle. And I was able to, again, kind of just sat with those feelings of anger, disappointment, and, uh, probably for a day, honestly. And, and then I just, like I said, I let it sail down the river and I felt that sense of relief a little bit. And then I, and then I was able to connect with the root of why I do it. And now I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to sit down and look far in the future, maybe next year and set some big goals. And in the meantime, just focus on the feeling of why I love it. You know, yeah. get reconnect with the why reconnect with why you do it in the first place. Yeah. Are you, are you getting out and cycling right now? Are you able to? Yeah. So we're physically able to still, although, you know, it seems like every week something gets more tight. And, and I know restricted. you have to pay attention, yeah. To everything, but yeah. Yeah. But, but um, in California, so it's like. In Northern California right now, I can still ride. They're asking us to stay within our County, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. But yeah. you know, um, but we're, I'm right on the edge of a County. So it's kind of weird, but we're, um, I'm taking what I feel are responsible risks. So I'm generally not near cars, although there's so few cars out. There's more anyway. people that there's more pedestrians yeah. than cars. I've noticed there are more pedestrians. I'm, I'm running and I'm sometimes I'm like, I can run in the middle of the road because there are yes. no cars up here. Yeah, there's you know? no cars. I know. And, it's, and I can so, keep away from people. It can be away from people. Yeah. So, um, and I've chosen like routes that I know are not going to put me at danger. Um, and I've been really smart about just riding only by myself or just with my husband who I'm quarantined with. So, um, but we're not riding with friends. We're not group riding. We're asking all of our clients to not 
group ride. And um, honestly, I'm I'm still trying to, it's one of those technology things that I'm going to be joining the, the new craze, which is Zwift. And now it's not really new, it's old craze, but everybody's on it now. So kind of like how Zoom has taken over, um, mm-hmm. we got Zwift as indoor cycling because you can ride with people indoors. Yeah. And it's a, it's a really fun app. It's a really fun game. Um, gamification of bike racing. So oh, cool. I just That's haven't, cool. uh, I haven't got the infrastructure yet. I don't have the cool trainer. Um, I know you can do it without the trainer, but you need other technology. So it's just kind of, for me, I still want to be able to ride outside as much as I can because I need that nature break. I'm, I'm right so, there with you. It's really yeah. interesting reconnecting with your why and finding the joy again and it, and simplifying my experience. You know, I do obstacle racing. That's all who knows what's happening, but I'm acting as if there are no races this year. Um, my husband and I, a technique that we have used is just training as if we are like we were supposed to race in big bear. So we're still doing the, you know, we're still doing the long runs, that, that volume, you know, and maybe when that date passes, we'll train as if another race is coming, you know, we'll change the the goal, but ultimately it's coming back to simplicity that we're getting out and we're running. Um, I am finding on the days that I go outside and run, it doesn't matter how long or short. It makes me so happy just to run. Yeah. Like just being outside and when you're inside all the time, it changes your perspective and you get outside and you just get some fresh air and some sunlight and you're by yourself and I throw on some music and, and it's like, and, and I feel great. Yeah. Um, Gateway to Nirvana right there. Yeah. And it's, and so you, you end up simplifying like the things that make you feel good, the things that give you that dopamine hit, it takes less now Yeah, because your worldview is so narrow or, yeah. you know, you, what you're looking at is so narrow that just stepping outside your door by yourself and doing, you know, a 20-minute run feels amazing. And or a ride for me, you. Um, yeah. And honestly, a run or a hike for me, too. It's the mm-hmm. same thing. It's the getting out. And I hope I hope that there are, some of our scientists are working right now doing more of those stress tests of, like, what you when humans are confined indoors versus when you're allowed to go outdoors. I know there's been a lot of studies on like nature is therapy and green bathing. And I would hope that people are taking this time to use this I mean, amazing example of sheltering in place and then allowing yeah. you to go outside for a short amount of time. Like I mean, we are all subjects in the study. It's yeah, like it's a worldwide study. Yeah. yeah. Worldwide study. And a lot, and, um, you anecdotally, like understanding how going outside relieves your stress. I mean, it's just so you can share that with your clients who don't mm-hmm. believe you, you know, yeah. it's, it's just amazing. Uh, living through this challenge has really given you such a different perspective and an ability to um, show your clients or people who are struggling with stress how to relieve it. I just, it's so fascinating. to me. Yeah. I've tried a new thing because, because schedules are not as ironclad anymore. I used, I used to do all my training in the morning, but I, I do, I have like double workouts on Mondays where I do strength training and a run. And I've actually started running at like four in the afternoon at the end of my day. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's really interesting how, how good that makes me feel to just like step away from working all day long and just go for a, a little run. And I'm like, yeah. at a time I never would have. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I love I'm that. home and I'm like, I feel awesome. That was amazing. I, I just, it. it's like, yeah. I've fallen in love with running all over again in a way yeah. that I never thought I would. And this is coming from someone who used to hate running. So, <laughs> fascinating. So yeah, that's I a know. really, that's a really good viewpoint of like kind of mm-hmm. taking the pressure and the, and the, and the complication away from why we train, especially us as athletes and really taking it back to the basics and, yeah. and remembering why you do it. And that's, that's, yeah. a, re- that's a really yeah. cool share and way that Thanks. you can overcome that obstacle. 
Yeah. Our first um, week I called like an all hands on deck with all my uh, cycling coaching clients and just was like, Hey guys, let's, you know, air our grievances. And I mean, we're all just like on the edge of like, what's going to be canceled and what's not and why even go on, you know? And so I shared just like, you know, it's okay to feel these feelings. Yeah. And let's, let's make sure that you're aware of them and then let's start to regroup and find a way to move through it. So that nobody's just pushing them away. Cause a lot of times I think people ride away from feelings as well. Yeah. So, um, I found a tool that's working for me with, with, with the obstacle races, like they're not all canceled yet. And maybe you're experiencing the same thing where they're sort of canceling as they go. But something that has worked for me is, um, act as if everything is canceled, train as if nothing is canceled. Yeah. I you like know, it. Like it's mentally it's like, let all those races go. They're gone. Like the year is over. It's not happening, but train as if they are. Like train yeah. as if you still, you still want to climb that mountain. And if, if for whatever reason, like this disease miraculously goes away and that race in May that I assumed I wasn't doing miraculously got put back on the calendar, I want to be ready to do it. I want to be able to walk out my door and know yeah. I can. And yeah. so I am acting as if there are no races and I'm training as if yeah. there are. <laughs> and I, I kind of shared the same sort of sentiments with our group. And I just said, Hey, let's just, you know, if, luck is honestly, it's when opportunity meets preparation, right? So let's keep up the preparation. And if the opportunity arises, everyone's going to wonder why you're so fast. (laughs) Exactly. You're going to, you're going to have an advantage against the other people who just like slept in. Yeah. But then on the other hand, so this was another obstacle that I've been dealing with for ages. It was, um, letting nagging injuries, you know, heal. And, it's like, if you were to ask me like, what's going on? I'm like, Oh, this back thing. Oh, this back thing. You guys are like, I've heard it. I'm done. And I've, I've been over it. Right. But it is such a gift to have this extra time to let extra nagging injuries heal. Cause you don't have that. Oh, I have to race hanging over your head. Yeah. And the pressure has so, been removed. Um, you can take care yeah. of yourself. Yeah. So that's like that obstacle of injury is allowing me to now have time to get over the injury. And even beyond that, explore new ways to train. So you're not going to re-injure the same area. And that to me is very fun because I'm nerdy like that. So I have been doing all sorts of fun and new, interesting, um, training, uh, off the bike just to allow for that injury to heal and allow myself to not have that injury come up again. So for any injured athletes out there using this time to just let those nagging bits heal is just such a gift, honestly. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a gift and it's an opportunity. I've actually spoken to clients who've had injuries and had frustration. I'm like, you have been given the gift of time. Yes. Like you can make that your sole focus right now and then get to yeah. the, get to the race training later. It's like, you can be, you fortify that body, like make sure everything mm-hmm. is healed and feeling good. There's yeah. no more pressure anymore. There's yeah. no race yeah. looming, you know, a few yeah. weeks away that you have to figure out how to, how to work, how to hide this, how to work around it, work it. around yeah. it or relearn mm-hmm. how to do monkey bars. Cause that shoulder is hurting. Mm-hmm. Uh, take care of that shoulder, like yeah. heal that shoulder. And when the races do come back, when the competitions do come back, you're going to be whole again because you've yeah. been a gift of time. So that's awesome. And it, our, our mentor always says, you got to slow down to level up. And this is your time, right? This is your so time. Slow, slow it down, down to level rebuild, up. Rebuild, level it up. That's, Love it. That's perfect. Slow down yeah. to level up. I That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. So we've got that. Uh, we've had, first of all, the obstacle that's opportunity. Yep. So I don't know if that even counted as an obstacle. Not that, really. <laughs> that, 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 that like taking away the barrier of perfection. Like we need to make everything perfect before we put it out there, like put stuff out there because like, it's going to be a little bit of trial and error, but you just want to get it out. So remove all that 
all that other stuff. It doesn't have to be perfect. Come up with creative ideas, put them out there. Um, Love it. Taking away the pressure that comes with training and and kind of simplifying back to the why. Yeah. Um, routine. Routine for yourself, morning, evening, whatever works for you. And yeah. then taking care of injuries, allowing this to become an opportunity and giving yourself the gift of time to heal your body, become whole so that when those events come back, when those competitions come back, you'll be at 100% and ready to crush it. Yeah. Yeah, Marissa, that's awesome. Thanks. Thank I, you. Yeah, I, you shared some amazing stuff. And I know that the people watching uh, are going to take just, it's going to provide huge value to them. So, and that's what I wanted to do with this today. Uh, Marissa, how can people learn more about you and your coaching and how to work? Well, absolutely. You can find me on Facebook, uh, Marissa Axel. Um, also, I have a coaching group, Action Fitness and Coaching. Uh, we got a great group. That? Yeah, AXN, Action <laughs> yeah. AXN. Yeah, action, fitness, and coaching. And uh, we are always talking about cycling, fitness, nutrition, all sorts of good stuff in there. Um, but then also you can find me online, AXN, action, fitness, and coaching.com. Uh, and last, uh, Instagram, Axel Rocks, A X E L L R O C K S. And that is my Instagram handle. You can find me in all those places. And yeah, you guys, um, also you can find me on my bike in Northern California. <laughs> yep, keep an eye out. She's out there somewhere around the county. Probably wearing neon. <laughs> wearing neon and like an inching towards that county line and maybe taking yeah. a small part of that wheel over the county line because you live <laughs> 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 totally. Thank you. Thank you so much, Marissa, for being on with me today. And we are <laughs> going to be doing this every single Friday with different people sharing different perspectives to help you overcome the obstacles that you are facing right now. So thanks for joining and we will see y'all soon. Thanks, Robin. You're the best. Thank you for listening to the Seasoned Athlete Podcast. The music you heard in this episode is from Jason Achilles. Learn more about him at jasonachilles.com. Hey, Seasoned Athletes, Robin here, and I will be hosting a free virtual workshop on Tuesday, April 14th called Five must-do things to overcome obstacles in the age of physical distancing, self-quarantine, and coronavirus. In this workshop, I will teach you how to use obstacle race training principles to overcome the new and constantly changing obstacles that are popping up in your path in this new world we find ourselves in. This will be an interactive experience where you will learn tips and techniques on how to stay strong, focused, and resilient during this crazy time in our lives. This workshop is absolutely free, but you do need to sign up and you can do that by going to seasonedathlete.me and clicking on the banner at the top of the page. And with that, seasoned athletes, stay strong, stay safe, and remember to always embrace your extraordinary. Extraordinary.